What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR, and thanks for tuning in as I take you across the world of sports. I'll share with you the major storylines, give you updates, and my opinions on different topics. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Hope you all are having a great day, evening, night, whenever it is that you're listening to this. I hope you've been doing well. Today is Thursday. This has been recorded on December the 1st, 2022, on a Thursday. So I'm getting back to you guys a little late. Normally, I like to get back with you earlier in the week to recap the weekend and look forward to what's coming up. So this ain't going to be as uh, an episode as as long. I just want to catch you up on some of my thoughts from the weekend um, and also some of my picks going forward. And as usual, MVP rankings in the NFL, power rankings in the NFL, and also uh, the rant of the week. So with that being said, we're going to touch on some Major League Baseball today, some college football. There were a ton of upsets in college football and also NFL talk. So without further ado, again, I want to thank you all for listening and, and, and checking in and listening to what I got to say. It means a lot. Continue to share, continue to get the podcast out, and I appreciate all of you guys and all the support that you've given thus far. Can't wait for many, 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 many more episodes. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Um, touching on the MLB Major League Baseball for a minute, the defending champion, the Houston Astros, got better. They signed first baseman Jose Abreu. If y'all don't know Jose Abreu, he used to play for the Chicago White Sox. He's a former MVP, won the MVP in 2020, the short year, COVID year. Um, career 292 hitter, 243 home runs, uh, 1,445 hits, and 863 RBI. So he definitely can produce with his bat. Also a gold glove defensive first baseman. They just got tremendously better. Signs a three-year contract with the Astros. Um, this just keeps them <laughs> in contention for another few years. Um, it's like the rich keep getting richer, right? But this is a great signing for them. He's going to help them tremendously and look for them to try to uh, repeat and defend their title. The thing about baseball is it's very hard to repeat um, in baseball. Very hard. Uh, you rarely see somebody repeat. Last time it's been done was the Yankees. And that was, you know, decades ago. So, can't wait to see what he adds to this team. Um, and hopefully the Braves will beat them in the 2023 season. Moving on, <laughs> um, Bryce Harper, uh, he got some not so good news. He'll be out until at least after All-Star break. He needed Tommy John surgery. That's just kind of tough for a guy that had been playing so well uh, that came back from a thumb injury already. Uh, fresh off MVP from last season, came back. In the postseason, he was unbelievable. Uh, carried that team all the way to the World Series. And to hear he's got to have Tommy John surgery, that is a bummer. I hate that for Bryce Harper. Uh, incredible talent, incredible player. So hopefully uh, he gets back and he's healthy and continues to be the great player that he is, just not against the Braves. So that's all the news I got from MLB so far. Still watching out for Judge. I saw where the Yankees first offers eight-year, $300 million. Don't know if that'll be enough to get him re-signed. 
you know, you guys know what I think. I think he's going to resign somewhere else, possibly the Giants, the Mets, Red Sox, somewhere along that line. Uh, I don't think he's going to resign with the Yankees, but that's just me and my thoughts. Also, Dansby Swanson, uh, shortstop for the Atlanta Braves, still hasn't signed yet. So, kind of getting worried as the days go by with that. Hopefully, he resigns as well. That's all the news for the MLB talk, and I'll keep you guys updated as we go along. Now, moving on to some college football. What a weekend, right? What a weekend in college football all from your top teams. Not going to spend a lot of time on this because I want to talk a little bit about uh, championship games and playoff scenarios as well, but what did you guys think of the weekend? Um, leave me a comment. Leave me a comment on what you're thinking about some of the up, uh, upsets that happened. Did you expect it? Uh, did you see some of that happening? Let me know what you guys think. But number one, Georgia defeats uh, rival Georgia Tech, 37 to 14. Stetson Bennett was 10 of 18, 140 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, just another typical Bennett game, not impressive, uh, not terrible, but just, you know, I hate the word game manager, but I guess he was a game manager, quote unquote. Um, they won the game because of Kenny McIntosh. Incredible game, 12 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown two receptions and 96 yards and played great defense as usual. They will be matched up with LSU in the SEC championship game. Cannot wait to see that. We'll touch on that here in a minute. Moving on, number two, Ohio State gets blown out by number three, Michigan, 45 to 23. Shout out to my guy, Andrew Sosby. Um, him and his family, huge Michigan fans. He kept telling me all week, Michigan's going to win. Michigan's going to win. I told him, so you're crazy. If you follow this podcast and know me, I had been saying that Ohio State was the best team in the country. I thought they were the best team in the country by far. And boy, was I wrong. 45 to 23, they got blown out. C.J. Stroud's no longer the Heisman favorite. Did not play his best game. 31 to 48, 349 yards. Two touchdowns along with two picks. A lot of them yards came in garbage time, so that the stats really don't reflect how bad he played. He did not play well at all. I really thought early in the game that Ohio State had a chance to really put their foot down especially being at home, they shut Michigan out that first quarter. They dominated them for a quarter and a half, and I thought they had a chance to really go up, you know, 21-3 to three or something like that, 24-3. to three. If they would have just ruled off some few points, I thought they had a chance to really put them down and crush them. But, boy, was I wrong. Michigan came out and had a heck of a game. J.J. McCarthy, the outstanding freshman, 12-24, 263 yards and three touchdowns. Donovan Edwards was unreal. Blake Horn was hurt. He, I think he did like one. He had like one carry, but you could tell he wasn't the same. Donovan Edwards stepped up. 22 carries for 216 yards and two touchdowns. Just an unreal game. Cornelius Johnson had four receptions, 160 yards and two touchdowns. They beat Ohio State down. Goes to show that Ohio State was not prepared, was not ready, and that clearly Michigan is the better team, and Michigan was better prepared, and Michigan was ready to go in there and make a statement, and they made a statement. What a game by Michigan. I totally overlooked it. I was wrong. I like to admit when I'm wrong, matter my word, so I was wrong. Totally missed Ohio State being the best team in the country. Um, sets them up with a matchup with Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. TCU defeats Iowa State 62-14. Matt Dugan, 17 of 24, 212 yards and three touchdowns, going to the Big 12 championship game to face Kansas State. So TCU had an easy win. I picked this game. Um, I know I didn't do my picks on here, but we have a little pick on where I work at. And I picked this game. Number five, LSU loses to Texas A&M, 38-23. I told y'all I did not trust A&M. I mean, sorry. 
I don't trust them either. But I do not trust LSU. I told you LSU would lose another game before the SEC championship game. They're not that good of a team. It, they just beat a Bama team that, you know, everybody gets up to play Bama. That's just, it, it is what it is. And they beat a good Alabama team. And they got some bad losses this year. LSU does. So I did not expect them to uh, win out into the SEC championship game. And we'll get to that game here in a minute. But they end up losing to AM. Number six, USC defeats Notre Dame. Uh, good win for USC. Caleb Williams was 18 of 22 for 232 yards and a touchdown. So not one of the typical, you know, Caleb Williams run around, fire the ball, throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns type game. But they played a good enough game to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a good team. I know the record says otherwise, but they're a very good team. That's a good win for USC. Um, and we'll get to them later as well. Number seven, Alabama defeats Auburn 49-27. to Bryce Young. 20 of 30, 343 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Why are we talking about Alabama? Because I told you guys I'm keeping my eye on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud because I want the Panthers to draft one of them. So Bryce Young had a good game. They dominated Auburn. Um, and speaking of Auburn, this is a mini rant, I guess. They hired Hugh Freeze over Cadillac Williams. I don't understand it. Hugh Freeze hasn't done anything, caught up in allegations but you let Cadillac Williams go, a player that played for you, that starred for you, and did a pretty good job in the interim um, while y'all was searching for another coach. But you instead hired a guy that's caught up in speculation and caught up in some drama. Don't get it, but hey, we know how it goes. Um, and lastly, how about them Gamecocks? Defeat number eight, Clemson. South Carolina Gamecocks, 31 to 30. Spencer Rattler continued to play well. 26 of 39, 360 yards, and two touchdowns, and two very bad interceptions. Uh, DJU had a horrible game, eight for 29, 99 yards, and a touchdown interception. Why they didn't give Will Shipley the ball more in the second half, only ran him twice, I, I, I do not know. Shipley could not be stopped in the first half. They should have They should have gave Shipley 30 carries. I mean, South Carolina could not stop him. They could not stop what Shipley was doing, but instead they turned to DJ, and DJ had a very poor performance. Um, I think that Clemson has to stick with DJ for the AC Championship game and the bowl game, and then maybe next season they can either start uh, Cade or they have another five-star coming in. Maybe they can play a five-star. I'm not sure, but I don't think DJ is the answer long-term. He just doesn't seem to fit this team. He doesn't seem to fit what they want to do. He doesn't look happy. So I think this is a, a a a combination that is not working. The other problem that I have with Clemson is, you know, normally Clemson has that one guy that's explosive, um, a la Sammy Watkins, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Rogers. Heck, even Martavis Bryant was, was explosive, right? They always had that one guy that was explosive, that could get separation, um, that was just an athletic freak that could get away from corners that was always open. They don't have that. They don't have that one dominant receiver that can get open. And I think that's what's plagued Clemson this season. They don't have a guy that says, just throw him the ball, he'll go get it, and he'll make a play, he'll make something happen. So Clemson needs to get back to recruiting dominant receivers. You need to, you need to shore up that receiving uh, core and make sure that you have, either whether it's DJ next year, which I think it shouldn't be, whether it's clubbing it, whether it's somebody else coming in, make sure they have that explosive receiver that's there 
and that can help them out. Um, for South Carolina, two back-to-back uh, top 10 wins. Great job for them. Uh, Satterfield uh, left to go coach under Matt Rule in Nebraska. Probably was a good thing because he didn't call the plays the last few games, and you see what they've done. So we'll see who South Carolina hires as an offensive coordinator going forward. But they seem like they found a good coach and Beamer. Um, I think he's the right coach for them. Rattler has been great. If Rattler comes back next year, this team has a chance to win eight or nine games again. Um, I don't know if they can win 10. don't know if they can win their division. But they have a good chance to uh, win eight or nine games again. So good season uh, for South Carolina. Hopefully they get in the bowl against somebody. I saw a prediction um, that said Florida State. So that would be a good game for them. So hopefully they get a good bowl game and they continue to play well. And maybe Rattler comes back next year and – they can improve and win nine or ten games. I can see eight or nine again. Don't see ten, but we'll see. So, moving on, guys, um, to the championship matchups. In the Pac-12 championship, you have USC versus Utah. I am leaning more towards USC in this one. I think Caleb Williams uh, is explosive. I heard somebody say uh, he's the Pat Mahomes of college football. Wouldn't go so far to say that, but Caleb Williams is explosive. Lincoln Riley, you know what he does uh, with his offense. He's great. I think they win this one. I think it'll be close, though, because Utah plays defense. So I believe it'll be close. And also, Lincoln Riley doesn't produce well under pressure. We've seen that in the past with Oklahoma getting shut out by Clemson not too long ago. Bama put a beat down on them in the playoffs. So you, Oklahoma, don't, you know, when he was coaching, he didn't show up in the big game. So we'll see. But I do think they win this one. TCU at Can- uh, versus Kansas State for the Big 12 championship. May surprise you guys, I'm going with Kansas State. I think Kansas State upsets TCU. TCU has played some very close games here of, here of late, so I'm going with Kansas State. I think they're going to upset TCU, and I believe that Kansas State, uh, TCU will fall out of the playoffs and will open the door for somebody else to get in. SEC championship game, Georgia versus LSU. I got Georgia by two touchdowns. I think they're head and shoulders better than LSU. And you guys know, I do not believe in LSU at all. AAC championship game, the American Conference, um, Tulane versus UCF. Tulane's been a good football team, so I'm going to go with Tulane this year. Big 10 championship game, Michigan versus Purdue. Michigan, maybe about 14 to 21 points. I think they're going to run all over Purdue and win. And lastly, ACC championship game, Clemson versus UNC. This game's actually tough for me because I don't know which Clemson team's going to show up, but I'm leaning more towards Clemson, so I'm going to go Clemson Tigers. I think DJ has a good game. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. The North Carolina don't play any defense, so I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, Drake May is incredible for North Carolina, the outstanding freshman. So he's going to put up points, but I can see Clemson walking away with the ACC title. So speaking of uh, playoffs, I still think Ohio State can get in. And I think they will get in. If TCU loses to Kansas State or one of these teams loses, I think Ohio State will get right back in. Um, I know you're asking why they had them at five and they had Bama at six. I don't think there's any way Bama can get in unless just chaos happens somehow. But I don't think there's any way that Alabama can get in. But I can see a, a scenario to where Ohio State can sneak in if one of these teams loses because they only have one loss to a, a great Michigan team that probably going to win this Big Ten championship. So be on the lookout for that. I think Ohio State squeezes in at the fourth spot. I think TCU falls out. So that's all for college football. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back. We're going to jump into some NFL talk. 
and I'll give you my power rankings, MVP rankings, and rant of the week. This is the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, guys, we're back. All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. Let's dig into some NFL talk. Hopefully, while you were sitting around eating some good old turkey and dressing, y'all was able to check some of the NFL games. Uh, They had some really good games come on that day. Kick it off with the Cowboys and the Giants. How about them Cowboys? Another good win. That was 21 of 30, 261 yards, two touchdowns, two bad interceptions. I told you guys, you got to keep Dak around 25 to 30 passes. Keep them around 25, 30 passes. You're going to set the Cowboys. You're going to have some pretty good success. You cannot depend on Dak Prescott to throw the ball 35 times. Cannot happen. Got to keep the ball 25 to 30 times with him around this 260 couple touchdowns and then run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. C.D. Lamb had six receptions for 106 yards. He had a good game. How about Zeke? Zeke had a turn back the clock game. 16 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. Very good game. Very efficient game. What's that? That's roughly six. That's roughly six yards of carry. I had 5.6 yards of carry, so a good game. Um, and then tight end Dalton Schultz had four receptions for 31 yards and two touchdowns. So Dallas continues to play well. Um, but it, can they win the division? That's the question. Can they beat Philly when they match up with them again? And can they win the division? I really feel like Dallas needs to win the division to have success in the playoffs. I feel like they need to buy. I feel like Dallas needs to win. Um, they need to win that division, but I don't know if they can beat Philly because Dallas cannot stop the run as well, and that's what Philly does best is run the football. So can the Dallas Cowboys win the division is the question. Um, so, But those questions will be answered soon, and they for, this, for now, on Thanksgiving, they had a great game. Giants still need a quarterback. Daniel Jones is not the answer. I don't know if they can move up in the draft to draft one. I don't know if they can get one in free agency. I don't even know if a quarterback will be available in free agency, but I do believe that the Giants need a quarterback. Saquon Barkley was shut out in this game. Didn't have a good game at all, but I believe he's their only playmaker. You only have one playmaker. I saw where Odell Beckham is coming to visit with them. He's not going to sign with them. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. So the Giants are a great team. Great story. Dayball has been, I still believe Dayball is the coach of the year. Regardless of what happens, nobody saw the Giants being, I think they're 7-4 now. Nobody saw that. So I do believe that they ball's coach of the year, but they need to go out and help Saquon Barkley out and get more playmakers on the outside and a quarterback. Moving on, the Bills defeat the Lions 28-25. Josh Allen had a decent game, 24-42, 253 yards, two touchdowns, and another interception, which is 11 Um on the season, also through his seventh in the end zone, which leads the league. Ten carries, 78 yards, and touchdown. He had a good game, but I want I want to touch on something real quick. I think Josh Allen is more hurt than what we're led to believe. They said he had a sprained UCL. You know, with UCL, that's Tommy John. So I think he's more hurt than what they're leading on. So be on the lookout for Josh Allen. I, I think he needs to make sure he takes care of that arm because they're one of only a few teams that can challenge the Chiefs in the AFC, so they need him as healthy as he can be. So hopefully Josh Allen continues to get healthy, but he has not looked the same the last couple of weeks. And I think that's because that elbow is bothering him more than what they're letting on. 
and the Bills just don't look as dominant. Um, beginning of the season, they looked like they was unstoppable. They don't look as, as dominant no more. So I'm not sure what that's from, but hopefully they can get it together and continue to play well and Josh Allen can get healthy. This Lions team, want to talk about them for a second. I know they're 4-7, and seven, but they're better than what their record indicates. Watch out for the Detroit Lions team. This Detroit Lions team is going to be a good team going forward. I don't know that Jared Goff is the answer, but Jared Goff also isn't terrible. See, I hate these narratives that, you know, every quarterback has to be great or that this quarterback has to Jared Goff is an average to above average quarterback. Yes, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's not Joe Burrow. Yes, he's not Josh Allen. He's not Herbert. He's not Lamar. He's not these guys. But he's a good enough quarterback to win you football games. We saw that with the Rams. Got him to the Super Bowl. Now, you can say, well, that was Todd Gurley. And, you know, when Todd, but Todd Gurley was banged up in that in that Super Bowl, too. They barely ran him. It was a great system. And Jared Goff did that to perfection. Now, there's a reason why he was the number one overall pick, guys. He has talent. He may not be the talent that we're used to seeing with these elite quarterbacks, but he's a good quarterback. I just have a problem with trashing every quarterback. You want to see a trash quarterback, look at Zach Wilson. Jared Goff is head and shoulders better than Zach Wilson. I can guarantee you that. So he's not trash, but he's not elite either. He's just an average quarterback. So, But I don't think he's the answer long term. I think he isn't a franchise guy. He could be a bridge guy. Maybe they can draft um, a quarterback, groom him for a year or two, and we'll see what happens. But this Lions team is better than what people think. Um, they have lost a lot of close games. And I think you're going to see the Lions return to, or I don't want to say return, but I think you're going to see the Lions be very good coming in the next few years. Moving on, the Jets defeat the Bears 31-10. to And speaking of Zach Wilson, he ain't getting his job back this year. I think Zach Wilson's time with the New York Jets may be over. They, may, they even made him inactive. So not only did they not start him, he wasn't even active for the game. He was over there in street clothes. So... I think his time with the Jets as a starting quarterback with the Jets may be over. Now, he probably get another chance in the NFL. He may get another chance with the uh, Jets. But Mike White came out and balled. 22 of 28, 315 yards and three touchdowns. Garrett Wilson's had five Wilson's. Garrett Wilson had five receptions for 95 yards and two touchdowns. This team has playmakers everywhere. Garrett Wilson, of uh, the tight end Conklin. Um Elijah Moore, Brees Hall when he gets back, James Robinson. This team has talent all around it. When Joe Flacco was playing early in the year, even he was balling. He even had 900 yards the first few four games they played. So even Joe Flacco was producing, who I still thought they should have started, but maybe I was wrong. Mike White came out and showed that, hey, you know what? He may not be the franchise, but he was ready to produce. When his number was called, he came out there and he balled. So Zach Wilson, my man, your time might be over with the Jets. He was the number two pick. He'll probably get another shot somewhere else. But right now, you ain't getting that job at, buddy. Stand over there, hold that clipboard. That's what you're going to do from now on. The Bears, uh, Justin Fields didn't play. Justin Fields has some ligament damage and a shoulder injury. So, honestly, I don't even know if he'll play the rest of the year. They lost Mooney for the rest of the year to ankle surgery. Uh, Herbert's out right now. Honestly, I don't know if it's a good idea to bring Justin uh, Fields back, let him heal up, and attack next year uh, full force. Moving on, the Eagles defeat the Packers 40-33. to Jalen Hurts had another epic game, 16-28 of passing, 153 yards and two touchdowns. Check this out. 
team record, 17 carries for 150, or sorry, the 17 carries and team record. 157 yards rushing by quarterback. That's a, a franchise record as a quarterback, and that's the fifth most all-time in a game. Unreal by quarterback. Unreal performance by him. This team also set a franchise record with 363 yards. Sorry, second in team history with 363 yards rushing. Just unreal. Unreal what he'd done, what this team done. They ran all over the Packers. The Packers could not stop them. Um, Hertz is also the second player in NFL history with 100, at least 150 yards passing, 150 yards rushing, and two pa- and a passing and two passing touchdowns. You know who else did it? That man Kaepernick in the playoffs. Kaepernick was a problem, but we all know how that story ends. So Hertz had a phenomenal game. Hertz had a incredible game. Hertz is still very much in the MVP conversation and very much the reason why the Eagles are so good. A lot of y'all that doubted Jalen Hurts um, in the beginning, you're, you're, you're eating those words now. He continues to produce. He continues to play well. But my question is, can they keep this up and can he produce in the playoffs? Are the Eagles a front runner? I don't know. I don't think they are. I happen to think another team is, and I'll tell you who that team is later on in the episode. But the Eagles are a very dangerous team, a team that cannot be stopped running the ball. The biggest question is, if they shut the run, can Hurts beat you with his arm? And we will see. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers had to leave the game with a rib injury. I think the x-rays were negative, so I think he's able to play uh, this coming week. Um, But even before the injury, he was horrible. Christian Watson had a good game still. Four receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. I do give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of excuse this year. It has came out that he's been playing with a fractured thumb uh, most of the year. So, you know, I know you guys are like, well, don't give him a pass. You have to kind of give him a pass. A fractured thumb on his throwing hand. That's going to lead to some inaccurate throws. I do think he still deserves some blame for his leadership, the way he's the way he's uh, not led his troops. I think the front office uh, deserves some blame because they haven't surrounded him with uh, more receivers. But let me run this by you guys. I have a – I don't even want to call it a hot take. I just want to call it a take. I think the Green Bay Packers need to trade Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. I really do. You know, every team, every quarterback, every great quarterback, your time comes to an end with a team. Think about Tom Brady and the Patriots came to an end. Now he's in Tampa Bay. Think about Joe Montana with the San Francisco 49ers. His time ended, and he played with the Chiefs and led down to an AFC Championship game. Think about Peyton Manning with the Colts. His time ended after injury, came to the Broncos, and won a championship. Think about the great quarterbacks like that who has moved on to other teams and produced. Think about Brett Favre. Brett Favre left uh, Green Bay, ended up going to the Jets, ended up going to Minnesota. Minnesota almost went to the Super Bowl, if not for a dumb play call. So think about these quarterbacks that was with these all-time great teams and they, their time was up. His time just happened to be up. Uh, that All those quarterbacks' times happened to be up. They moved on and had success elsewhere. I think Rodgers' time's up in Green Bay. I really do. Think about the history of Green Bay. The last 35 years, I'll say 35. I have to go back a little bit. last 30 or 35 years, you know, Brett Favre's a clown right now for what he's been doing, but call it what you want to call it. He's a top 10 quarterback, uh, maybe top 15. So you've had two of the top 15 quarterbacks ever in the history of the game, and you got two championships. To me, that's an epic failure. That's two in the last 30 years. Brett Favre gave you one, and Aaron Rodgers gave you one. To me, that's an epic failure. Um, just just a failure at the highest in that organization. Uh, 
had some very elite quarterbacks. Bart Starr, Far, you know what Bart Starr did. He won multiple championships. Far got one. Rodgers got one. So it's just crazy to look at that, knowing that you've had two elite quarterbacks, Hall of Fame legend quarterbacks over the last 30 years, and you only produced two championships. And Tom Brady got five of them things with the Patriots. Or, how I many six with six with the Patriots. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. So, but I think they need to trade Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to be traded. What about the Giants? Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers in New York with the Giants, with Brian Dayball, with that offense, if they get him another receiver? And they would say, Colin Barkley, just a thought. Just a thought. So, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to be traded. I think he needs to be out of there. Um, what about Pittsburgh? Like Pittsburgh with Aaron Rodgers, with that defense, with those playmakers. So, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to be gone. They need to trade him. They need to play Love. Let Love go ahead and play and start your rebuild. His time is simply just over in Green Bay. So, let me give you all the rest of the scores, and then we'll give you the power rankings. I'll give you the power rankings and my picks, and then we'll get on out of here. So, the Vikings defeated the Patriots 33-26. Justin Jefferson had another great game. Nine receptions, 139 yards, and a touchdown. My Carolina Panthers defeat the horrible Broncos 23-10. DJ Moore had a great game. Four receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Um, nobody's been a bigger deep threat than DJ Moore. He had his 12th uh, catch of 50-plus yards that produced in a touchdown, which is the most in the, in the league since he entered. So he's been a great deep threat as long as he can run great after the catch. You can do sweeps, jet sweeps with him. He can do everything. So DJ Moore is great. The Broncos, guys, I don't know how many times I have to say it. They suck. They are horrible. Russ, I don't know if he's declined. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett isn't a great coach. And Russ, there probably is some slippage in it, but he's not the same player. Um, they need to do something because this ain't working. But you stuck with Russ for the next five years, so we'll see how that happens. Um, but, y'all, it does no Panthers. To me, it does no good for the Panthers to keep winning. If you keep winning, what what good does it do to win eight games for you? You won't finish high enough to get a high draft pick to draft a quarterback because you don't have one now. So I don't ever want to advocate tanking, but in this case, you might want to think about it. You need a franchise quarterback. You ain't got one. Moving on, the Bengals defeated the Titans 20-17. to Joe Burrow had another great game. The Dolphins defeated the Texans 30-15. to uh, Tua was 22 of 36, 299 yards and a touchdown. Tua continues to play well. The Washington Commanders, who have gotten hot all of a sudden, now they're at 7-5. They are uh, they beat the Falcons 19-13. The Jaguars defeated the Ravens 28-7. Trevor Lawrence, 29-37, 321 yards and three touchdowns. How great has Trevor Lawrence been? I saw this past month that he's completed 70% of his passes. He has been phenomenal. All that talk about Lawrence being a wash or a bust or not good, go ahead and lay that to rest. Sometimes you're just not with the right coach. And Urban Meyer, we all know, was not the right coach for him. Trevor Lawrence, man, continues to ball out with Doug Peterson. I think the Jaguars are going to be good. I love the call to go for two against the Ravens to win the game. They said that they said the heck with it. We're trying to win this. So they went for it, and they won the game. Kudos to them. Kudos to that uh, coaching staff. And there is some bad news that came out of there. Travis Etienne did leave again with an injury. Prayers up for him. Hopefully everything's okay because ETN was also playing well. So the Jaguars might be a good team to look at going forward. Calvin Ridley comes back next year who they traded for. Watch out for the Jags. The Chargers defeat the Cardinals 25-24. You guys know how I feel about the Cardinals. They're terrible. 
And the Chargers, most overrated team in the league this year to me. The Raiders defeat the Seahawks 40-34. Josh Jacobs had a heck of a game. Even though he came out and said, I don't care about your fantasy team. I know all you fantasy owners was happy. 303 yard, uh, three scrimmage yards, 33 carries for 229 yards and three touchdowns, six receptions for 74 yards. What an incredible game by an incredible player. The Chiefs defeat the Rams 26-10. Pat Mahomes did his thing again, 27-42 for 320 yards and a touchdown. And one pick, Travis Kelsey, four receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. Leads the league in touchdown catches with 12. Uh, the 49ers defeat the Saints 13-0, and the Steelers defeat the Colts 24-17. Back to the team. I told you guys earlier, I referenced when I was talking about the Eagles that I thought there was a team that was better than them. I think it's the 49ers. I know it sounds crazy. I think they're sitting at 75 or 74 as well. I think the 49ers have found their groove, and they are hot, and they are dangerous. They can beat you with anybody at any point. McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk. Uh, Kittle, Mitchell, they have weapons everywhere. Don't forget about Jennings. They have weapons across the board. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo can play a mistake-free game, that defense, they shut people in four straight games. Nobody has scored a point on them in the second half. This defense is for real. This defense is legit. And I got something to tell you guys. This is the best team in the NFC. I think you're going to see the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers again for the Super Bowl. I really do. It's going to be tough to beat this 49ers team. It's going to be real tough. They are playing at an elite level, and the Saints don't get shut out much, and they got shut out. So kudos to the 49ers um, for winning and playing well. So moving on to the picks real quick. Um, I was 12-4 and four last week, lost a couple of games that I thought that, that you know, was going to go a different way, but they didn't. But, hey, 12-4 and four is still a good week. 24-6 overall. Um, again, this is being recorded on Thursday. So tonight, the Bills and Patriots play. The Bills are at the Patriots. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. I think the Bills will win this one. Uh, Patriots have been playing great as of late, but I think Josh Allen is going to have a good game, and I think Diggs is going to show up and have a 100-plus yard game. Uh, moving on to Sunday's game, you got the Steelers at the Falcons. I believe the Falcons will win this one. Uh, being there at home, Packers at the Bears. I got the Packers. The Bears don't have Justin Fields, so I think the Packers will win. You got the Jaguars at the Lions. This is a tough game to pick. I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is a tough game um, to pick right here. I think these are two great young teams, but I'm going with the Lions. I think the Lions are going to win this one, uh, move to 5-7, and seven and have a good game. Jets at Vikings. I'm going with the upset, guys. I know it's crazy. I'm going with the Jets. I think the Jets come in. I think Mike White continues to stay hot. And I think the Jets come in and they win this one. Um, and like a 30 to 27 tight game, I got the Jets. Giants, uh, com- excuse me, Commanders at the Giants. Sorry, Brian Deadball, Saquon Barkley, but I got the Commanders. I think the Commanders are hot. They're going to get Chase Young back. Chase Young is a menace coming off the end. I got the Commanders winning this one. The Titans at the Eagles. I struggled with this one. Initially, I was going to take the Titans, but I'm going to take the Eagles. I think the Eagles win um, a close one here with the, on the legs of Jalen Hurts. Broncos at Ravens. The Broncos are horrible. I got the Eagles. Oh, excuse me. I got the Ravens. Browns at Texans. I got the Browns winning this one. Deshaun Watson makes his return after 707 days. 
I think there's going to be a lot of rust for Deshaun. Uh, you're going to see him make miss a lot of throws. He may even throw a couple of picks, but I do think that they're going to run the mess out of the ball with Chubb and Hunt, and I think Deshaun will throw a touchdown or two. But uh, welcome back, Deshaun Watson. A uh, long time coming. I think they win this game. Deshaun has a decent game. Maybe 270 yards, a couple touchdowns, and a couple picks. But I think he's going to knock the rust off and get in a groove. Seahawks got the Rams. I got the Seahawks. The Rams are too injured. Allen Robinson's out the rest of the year. Cooper Cup's out the rest of the year. Stafford's out this game. They're just too injured. Seahawks. Dolphins at 49ers. Wow, what a game. You got one of the highest scoring teams in the league, and you got the best defense in the league. Who's going to win? They say defense win championships. I'm going with it. I'm going with the 49ers. Shout out to my brother, Travis Campbell. <laughs> I'm going 49ers. Uh, I think 49ers are going to win. I think they run away with this game. Chiefs at Bengals, tough game. Um, if there's one team outside of the Bills that can rival the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. Because Joe Burrow, he is he has that swag. Joe Burrow has that confidence. Joe Burrow knows how to win the big game. Although he did lose in the Super Bowl, he knows how to win. He's got championship DNA. I think that the Bengals are the one team that can beat them. We know what happened last year. They were down 21-3, came all the way back and won. But with that being said, I think the Chiefs remember that. The Chiefs are out for revenge. I got the Chiefs winning in a, I'll say a high-scoring game. I'll say something like 34-31. I got the Chiefs winning that game with Pat Mahomes being the difference. Um, Chargers at the Raiders. I got the Chargers. Um, I think that Justin Herbert uh, starting to play well. Keenan Allen's back. Chargers going to win that one. And last, the Colts, uh, well, not last, but sorry, the Colts at the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys. The Colts are terrible. Jeff Saturday, you know how I feel about that. And the Monday night game, Saints at Buccaneers. The Saints have given the Buccaneers really fit uh, the last few years, but I'm going with the Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady bounces back with a big-time win. Um, we'll be right back after this short break. I'll give you the power rankings, uh, MVP rankings, and the round of the week. This is the All Things Sports with the – <laughs> Tongue tied. This is the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy JR. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, all right, all right. We're back. Finish up the NFL talk before we get out of here. Um, power rankings. My All Things Sports Power Rankings presented by me, JR. <laughs> so, number 10. New York Jets. I think the New York Jets are still a top 10 team. The defense is elite. Mike White has right now shown that he's the answer. Is he the answer long term? We'll see. But right now he is. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. I still think Geno has been playing well. Geno don't turn the ball over. Um, they still can run the ball with Kenneth Walker the third. Um, they still have weapons on the outside with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, elite weapons. So I do have the Seahawks at number nine, even though they lost this past week, I still think they're a top 10 team in the league. Um, at number eight, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They're getting hot at the right time. Jamar Chase will be back this week against the Chiefs. Forgot to mention that earlier. So that's, a, that's another weapon. One of the best young receivers in the NFL that's back. So that's going to be a great game to watch. Number seven, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they still continue to play good football. Took a bad loss to Dallas, uh, 43. They shouldn't have lost that bad. So, But they bounced back with a good win over the Patriots. So we'll see what they continue to do going forward. Um, at number six, the Miami Dolphins. 
Miami Dolphins have probably the most explosive offense in the NFL outside of the Chiefs. They're probably even more explosive than the Chiefs as far as big plays. Um, and the and the Bills. The Bills have an explosive offense, but I think the Dolphins probably have the most explosive offense in the league. At number five, that's creeping up my list, the San Francisco 49ers. Elite defense, elite weapons everywhere. Can Jimmy Garoppolo just not screw it up? And can he just play good football? And they'll be okay. At number four, I had the Buffalo Bills. I had to drop them. Um, I just think that Josh Allen ain't the same right now. This, te- this team is still a threat. And Josh Allen will still give it everything he has, which is what I do like about the guy, is he lays it all out there for his team. So I have them at four. Um, just a side note, Von Miller is on the IR as well. That's going to hurt them. Von Miller, you know, Von Miller is a pass rushing specialist. So that's going to hurt them a little bit. Hopefully Von Miller uh, gets better. So prayer, prayers up to him. At number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Can't believe I have them in my top three. But they play great defense. They run the ball uh, just as well as anybody not named the Philadelphia Eagles. And they're going to be there, you know, contending for that title against the Eagles probably if the commanders don't continue to stay hot. Um, At number two, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I still think they're an elite team. The biggest question, like I told you guys, is can they win that division and can they beat the 49ers? I think them and the 49ers are the class of that NFC, along with the Cowboys. I have to put them in there. I think they're the class of the NFC, and we'll see what happens. And at number one, again, for the I don't know how many straight weeks now, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Pat Mahomes continues to be an MVP candidate and lead the way in that. Travis Kelsey continues to be the best tight end in the game. Andy Reid continues. Him and Eric Bieniemy continues to coach a great offensive scheme. The biggest question with them is that defense. Is Can they get a stop when it really matters? We will see. Those are my power rankings for you for the week. Let's move on to the MVP rankings. Um, coming at number five, I had to drop Josh Allen one. I still think you got to keep Josh Allen in those uh, MVP rankings because without him, this team wouldn't be where they are. At number four, I got Michael Parsons. I still think Michael Parsons deserves big-time credit as an MVP candidate. Um, he does it all for that team, for that defense. At number three, I got Tua T. I think Tua deserves a lot of credit. Since he's been back from concussions, they have not lost. That speaks volumes to him. Number two, Jalen Hurts continue to produce, continue to show everybody that he is the quarterback, that he is that franchise quarterback. And at number one, no secret, Pat Mahomes. So Pat Mahomes at one, Jalen Hurts at two, Tua T at three, Micah Parsons at four, Josh Allen at five. And lastly, my rant of the week. This is not more so of a rant. It's more so of just a, I don't even want to call it a plea. It's more of just a like grabbing the attentions of people. We all know that minority coaches doesn't get their fair share when it comes to coaching. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, the Hugh Freeze hire really irritated me because you have a former player in Cadillac Williams that the team loved. If you read all the reports, if you read the practices, if you read the meetings, the team absolutely loved Cadillac Williams. He's a former player. He's a former NFL player, so he can he can be on them level with them young guys. He can reach the young guys' level. They could ask him, like, man, how, how did you get to the league? How did you do this? How did you do that? He can connect with them because he's been there, because he's done it. But yet you passed him up for a guy with questionable past. I just I don't get it. Minority coaches in college football and the NFL just do not get the chance that they deserve. And I really hope and wish that that would change soon. You know, it's bad when you have to implement implement a rule that says you have to interview at least one minority candidate. 
that's just not right, man. And to put that rule in, it's just crazy to me. Minority coaches deserve a chance. They deserve to be able to show that, hey, we can do this as well. They serve as coordinators all the time. Give them a shot as head coaches. Give them a shot to be able to go in there and lead a team. Don't give them a shot to lead a crappy team. Give them resources. Give them get give them uh, the players that they need, and allow them to go in there and coach. If they fail, they fail. Then you move on. But give them a shot. So I know I've had a rant about this before, but seeing the Hugh Freeze hire, it just really burned something in me. Give coaches a shot across sports, man. Just give them a shot. Give minority coaches a shot, and see what they can do. And if they don't produce then you can get rid of them. I understand that. But give them a shot. Give them a fair shot. That's my rant of the week. Um, Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Sorry I got this episode out so late to you. Um, But be on the lookout for my NBA. I do an episode just strictly on the NBA. Um, And be on the lookout. I'm going to have some guests on the show going forward. Uh, Some healthy debates. I know for now I've been giving you guys just my thoughts and my analysis. I'll continue to do that. But also, I'm going to get some people on the show so we can go back and forth and debate, uh, talk about what they think, what I think. I think that would be fun. So be on the lookout for that, for some healthy, fun debates. And like I said, guys, be on the lookout for my NBA episode. Got a lot to talk about with the NBA. A lot's happened, um, and I can't wait to talk about that. But again, hope you guys have a great uh, night, day, evening, whatever it is that you're listening to this. I appreciate all the support, as always. This is the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Peace out.